Well, you guys, today was a topic that has probably been the most challenging for me this year. Not this year, the last three years of my career, which has been Shopify, your transactional website. And today we talk about the good, the bad, give you some tips. I really enjoyed it because it's nice to just have a little therapy session and talk about the challenges you're facing. And we do that too. Yes, we do. It is is a new segment, Amazon therapy called Shopify therapy. You're going to hear it all. If nothing else, you're right. It just makes you feel a little better when you know you're not the only one struggling. Sometimes you just have to vent and it feels good and you move on. You know, if, if you don't have a challenge, guess what? You don't grow. That's right. We cover growing. some hot topics, uh, the the antitrust against Amazon. We also, you and I debate some things. It's, it's another just juicy gem summer. Let's go. Let's do it. Enjoy, guys. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. No matter when you're hearing this, Scott Oshman, the AOB Studios, joined by my co-hostess, this is this Summer Jubilee. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm so happy. And today's a good Friday because I go on vacation. It's Memorial Day weekend. I know. It's it's feeling good. We need it's to chat. Good. Yeah. How are you? How's everything? Do you have the stress before the stress when you leave? Tons. Oh my god, so much stress. I've like, and I was planning <laughs> when I first booked this trip. I'm like, I'm not bringing my laptop. I'm not working. I'm bringing my laptop. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. What's the time difference? It, it's, it's just three hours. Going. Oh, that's it's it. Like it's like East Coast, Coast. Yeah. right? Okay, I knew yeah, that. Not a big deal. Um. So, did you get everything done yet? <laughs> Absolutely not. You should see. So this is this is the worst thing that I do, and it's I'm like this at work too. I pick out everything I could possibly want to wear. Yeah, and I choices. Throw all of it in a pile. All of it. You Big, need choices. And then when I then when I pack, that's when I like cut things back. And so, do you overpack usually? And then you get Always. there, and you and you're like, God, why did I pack all this shit? I've only worn three things. Yeah. I, uh, absolutely, but I want options. I know. I am. I am a true American. I want it all, and I want <laughs> options. I think it's. Just, I may not. I may not use it, but I still want it. Yeah, and it just you feel better going into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, all right. That's that's the plan. I leave tonight. It's, well, my flight's at nine. Got a nice little pretty red eye. Wow, red eyes. I used. To, I can't do them anymore. I'm too old. There are no flights out of Seattle to the Dominican Republic that are not red eyes. Huh, interesting. So here we go. Well, there you go. What, so what's, don't feel bad for me. I'll be drinking a Mai Tai. In I was about, gonna say uh, twelve what, hours. What do you what do you do on the overnight? Do you have a whole thing on on? Of course, red eyes? you should see the Mary Poppy, Poppins bag. She <laughs> has been restocked. She looks good. That's an excellent. That is a pro transition because we. I need some therapy today. We're starting the show with Amazon therapy. Okay. Oh, we all need it. I'm starting it out, and it's a new segment called Amazon Therapy. i never done the whole group therapy thing before. I'm a little nervous. Welcome. Everyone has stress. That I have stress, what... too. So one time my hair fell out. I can't see it, but I can picture it in my mind. I got so stress. Does she have her little tiny hands? Does she have her tiny Oh, yes. Yeah, she's pulling Penelope. That's from the Saturday Night Live. She's <laughs> pulling her hair. I've got stress. It's, it's such a great skit. But I, I tell you, 
Amazon is, is, I need a deep breath because it is driving me crazy, but that I've been dealing with this for 15 plus years. They drive you crazy. That's the whole point is they drive you crazy. That's why people hire us. That's why, That's people why we have, have jobs. jobs exactly. Is because yep. they hire us because we're maintenance people that are always on call. It's an emergency every freaking fucking day. <laughs> And I'm tired of it. And everybody, I called you about the restock limit thing, okay? I'm going to start with the restock limit thing. I called you, and you're like, well, I think we talked about it on the pod, maybe one of our calls. I don't know. But <laughs> you were like, yeah, whatever, man. That's, like, not part of my world. Like, I'm not really dealing with that. Well, I got news for you, Summer. Finally, I'm seeing on LinkedIn, and Carrie Masters, bobsled, wrote a book on Forbes. She wrote a whole article because guess what? This shit is happening. Yeah. And no, big, big sellers are are getting absolutely destroyed. And my question to you, Summer Jubilee, expert of all things, but deep, <laughs> deep knowledge of Amazon and selling stuff. Yeah. The fascinating part, if I get out of my therapy session, oh, cracking my yep. neck. Go on. What is so fascinating to me, the way they're doing the restock, they've always based the systems, again, since 2006 to age myself, everything is on a UPC ASIN level. The entire tech stack, the, the, the systems, every single thing is, is determined, measured, and acted by UPC ASIN level. And what they're saying here is, no, that's not how we're doing it now. We're doing it by shipping tier size about how much stuff you can send into FBA. This is fascinating to me because it is completely counterintuitive to everything that they've built. Am I crazy? What do you think about this? Scott, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel angry. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. It brings up some childhood memories. Now, I guess so. Kid, Maybe what, some abandonment experience that made you feel similar. I don't know. I mean, was <laughs> I just not allowed to bring stuff, you know, enough stuff? I, maybe it's your trip. Maybe so, you need a bigger. So basically what they're saying is, you know, you're, you can't bring a bigger suitcase. You oh, can't pack. I'll all bring stuff lots of packing. tiny suitcases then, which you always like to give me a hard time about. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this? Am I not so? So tell me, so I'm not seeing this. So tell oh, me, I'm, I'm seeing stock limits. I'm seeing them slow to, um, to receive my product. They're taking three or four weeks after it's been delivered to receive it. Um, I'm seeing, you know, they, they're throwing, they're knocking down my FBM listings and being like, oh, this product's available in three weeks. So order now. And I'm like, or FBM and it's available in two days. Fulfilled okay. by merchant. That means you drop ship it directly yeah. to the customer. The order comes in on Amazon. Just to clarify. Go ahead. Yeah. So I have an I have FBM listings because I have all of these challenges with Amazon unpacking my product. Um, so when you're let's 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 break down what you're saying is happening. So I I ship by specific ASINs and I say I'm gonna send X amount in these this many cases. Sometimes it's on a pallet, sometimes it's UPS. What are you saying is happening where you're like it's not by ASIN or UPC? Because so what's happening is, yes, we do the same thing. We talk about our forecasting, right? Which is brilliant. Yes. Check it out if you haven't already. It's so fun. So cool. Uh, we got some good feedback on that. Is I have, so we build out look at days of retail saying, I know this is our number one seller. These are our top ASINs. Yes. Then we have some things that are kind of trending and we're like, oh, whoa, we need to <clears> actually <throat> front load that. We need to get mm -hmm. ahead of that. Not mm -hmm. only is Prime Day, not only we understand we have three weeks of receiving for pallets, we have vision things, and it's basically saying, no, 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 it's shut the door. It's saying you cannot order. You have a limit. You can only send in X amount. 
Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. That's been going on for a long time. No, it hasn't. Yeah, well, hasn't I mean, it did it started with COVID, right? Where you had you had limitations, right? I guess our definitions of a long time are very different. Well, yes, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. It has started with COVID with essentials and you couldn't they limited how much you could send in or what you could send in, yeah. both on vendor central and seller central for wholesale right. or retail, right? Yep. What they're doing now is they're actually taking that a step bigger or a step further and saying not only are we going to restrict what you can send, but we're basically going to give you these these stock limits of mm-hmm. of in totality of your seller your store. Enti- yes, your entire account is limited to having. For example, I'm going to give my like in Canada. I'm only, first like I don't know four months ago. I was allowed to send in 3,600 SKUs. Now they're like 2,400 because they're shutting down warehouses. Yes, and then they're saying I can't even send in you know 32 units of one product because. It's, they're limited. So yes, that's driving me insane, insane, because I'm no, like you were saying, this product's going to be big. And in Canada, what I'm seeing a lot is my big product that I know is going to be doing well. One case, 32 units sells out in about mm, a day or two. And then when I try to send more, they're like, no, you can't send in 32 units. You can send in seven. I'm like, fuck, I can't send in yeah, seven. And exactly. by the way, it takes you three weeks to unpack it and make it available. So by the time you get it, I should have been able to send in way more. Yes. Yeah, this is so frustrating. Oh, my God. But also, they're looking at it in shipping tiers. They're looking at it in, in standard size and oversized. The right. other change is you go down, and before, everybody's concerned, rightly so in some regards, about storage fees. Oh, my God. I don't want to be hit with storage oh. fees. So I got to reorder. I got to make my weeks on hand. I turn very fast. Uh, right. this stuff. Right. Now they're going, you know what? You're, you have unlimited storage unit. Uh, yeah. Storage. So it's just like it could be there for eternity. Now, yeah. yesterday they sent out a basically a big thing on FBA saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give you a way uh, to resell basically goods that are in excess." There, that that's a yeah. whole other situation. We don't know what that means completely yet. But my frustration is, and the the thing that fascinates me is, why are they doing this not by ASIN? Because their whole point to your to your things, and now I said Carrie Masters on Lockdown, she's she's written for Forbes. She wrote this whole big article that was released today. You have big time sellers who have thousands of units, and we're talking big dough, big, big yep. dough. And yep. now they're basically saying, uh, no, no, you you can only sell this. They're restricting that. Why? They're restricting. Yeah, I don't understand why. And you see these things like in the news about like, oh, they they open the new warehouses and they have to train new people. And I'm like, no, that's not it. Um, that, that's that's BS. I, I do not understand why they're so restrictive on it. Um, and it'll be it's it's really having a big effect on a lot of brands and their sales. And I, what I don't understand is why they're doing this leading up to Prime Week. Well, they have capacity issues that we all know that they're trying to catch up. I mean, no yeah, shit. Yeah, they have forty yeah. percent growth year over year, quarter after quarter, blah blah blah. But the way that it, what fascinates me is how they're doing it. It's not it, it, they're changing this philosophy because, I mean, Captain Obvious, right? You're out of stock. I don't care the advertise. We could talk all day about all the bullshit you're doing, reviews, blah blah blah. If you're fucking right. out of stock, you're over. It light, lights are out. Yeah, and You're all done. the work you did to get to that bestseller rating gets kicked to the curb for weeks until your sometimes months until your product gets back in stock and you need to build it all up again. And what kills me is that 
you are doing the right thing. So you and I managing Amazon accounts, we're doing the right thing. We're ahead of the game. We're sitting in stock further ahead. We have forecasted. We know what's coming. And then Amazon's like, yeah, fuck you. We're not going to unpack your Exactly. Shit. We've got promos. I have promos set up. We have all this other stuff. It, it's just like, it kills me. The advertising, yep. uh, the, as I call them, the dust bunnies, right? You want the digital dust bunnies. We're doing all this shit to plant the seeds to get the digital dust bunnies to kick up and collect more dust. And, and yep. it's just like, it's over. The dog yeah. ate the bunny. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> so what do that's, we do? I don't I know, mean, but that's only for the first thing on my session, my therapy session list. All right. The one thing I will say is try, you could try doing some fulfillment by merchant. Yes. yes. And try, but the thing is, you're going to lower their price. And it, again, they're not going to ship. People don't want fulfillment by merchant products. They want their product in two days. And if you can't do that with your warehouse, because by the way, when they say two days, they mean when you're working, you have to be doing this on the weekends and on holidays. Yeah. And um, it's a struggle to get people to buy an FBM. So you have to lower the price to make it more enticing. So then it's like, then you're still taking a margin hit. It's yeah. frustrating. Before we've had this. Do you feel better yet? Not really yet. I got a little oh, so more to get work. out. <laughs> Before we started this unbelievable podcast that is just brilliant. And if you're listening, thank you. And if you've shared it already, please, we're, we're going to start promoting it heavier. But I feel a little better. But before that, one of the things that I learned out of COVID was fulfillment diversity. And I've been screaming everywhere to your point, Summer Jubileer, if you don't have multiple ways to deliver your goods, baby, I got to tell you, you're in trouble. You, you are, are in trouble. You're going to limit your growth. You are. The next thing on my list. I'm now going on seven days, a complete seven days of one of our great brands. This is actually an own brand, a quick fire out tech brand. Mossy Oak Wellness, okay? We are going on seven days, okay, where they have suppressed every single listing <gasps> because they're saying that we are not a, and I'm air quotes up, licensed brand, <gasps> okay? Now, we have <sighs> trademarks in work. We cannot, we're not brand registry yet. However, I sent them multiple times the entire licensee agreement. Uh signed, executed agreement from Mossy Oak saying, hey, Mossy Oak Wellness, you can use our mark, Mossy Oak. I have another letter of authorization signed from Mossy Oak saying, you are an authorized licensee Uh of the Mossy Oak brand. No, they they will not accept it. They, I've gone back and forth. I'm on seller support. I've filed 16, I've filed actually four different tickets. I've tried different Uh ways in. They still are suppressed. And this that is a newer zero brand. Sense. It, it, it is driving me. Have you? To a banana. It's driving me nuts. Have you done the trick of like getting on LinkedIn, finding someone that works at Amazon, uh, some brand registry and sending them a note? No, that's a good little tip. I don't. They may I, not reply, but I, I just keep pinging them. I have exhausted all protocols at this point. So now I really don't <laughs> care. I don't want to. There's some things Seven that we days. can do. Seven days, and and this is a newer brand that we just started getting little teeny tiny bits of momentum. Like we were just your little bunnies going. were just starting. Oh, to- the bunnies were so happy! <laughs> <laughs> Not the happy bunnies. The bunnies are crying now. So 
side note, can I just say this really quick? Yes. So driving home from coffee this morning. Yes. yes. I had to get my own. God, that's um, like four days in a row. You've had to get your own Matt coffee. What is going on? This morning. Matt went golfing with, with Brian Goldfarb. Who was Are you her. serious? Mm-hmm, Matt's golfing. Shout out. Up, Brian Goldfarb, you. when you hear this, if you haven't heard that, that is just brilliance. Come on. Gold. I mean, there's a reason his last name's Goldfarb. He just, he just <laughs> shoots out gold left and right. Anyways, I'm driving and I have my, my in-laws are visiting and I'm holding my father-in-law's steaming hot cup of coffee because it keeps leaking everywhere. So I'm just trying to hold it. And then a baby, baby bunny <gasps> skirts out into the street and I go, no, no, oh, yeah. no baby bunny. And all of a sudden it goes underneath my car. I have no idea where it is. And I'm driving, I'm probably going like 20 miles an hour. And then I see it go out the other side. I was like, oh, thank God. I could not handle that stress today. I cannot kill an animal. I, we, it Please is do not. bunny freaking palooza around here, man. It you is. have to. I, it's spring is serious. It spring is. is serious around here with, with all of the procreation that's gone on. And they just, man, they, they just are death trips, man. They just shoot out from everywhere. And it They're is. They're worse than squirrels. It's very stressful. I am with you. See, now you're a little therapy. Yeah, I do feel better because I was so scared. I was just, and I had my, you know, five, my new five-year-old. He turned five two days ago. Oh. Newly, newly five. Oh, and I was like, I can't kill a buddy in front of my kid. <laughs> I can't do this. And not before I get on a plane. Like, I can't. Mommy, mommy, what happened to the bunny? You don't want to He's explain okay. That. He skirted off into like some bushes. He's fine. Oh, excellent. Save the bunnies. That's all, all we got. Okay. Uh, I, I'm okay for now. Summer on my therapy. We're going to take a quick break because coming back, we're switching subjects. We're switch, switching up to Shopify. We're going to bring our buddy on, my good friend, Dave Hollister, on to talk about how to build a sweet-ass Shopify site. I might need a therapy session after this, too. <laughs> Shopify gives me just as many headaches as the Amazon. Back with Hollister. After this. Hey, this is Brian Goldfarb. I'm the CMO at Amparity, and you are listening to Always Off Brand. All right, we're talking Shopify. We had to make the call. I had to make the call to my good friend Dave Hollister down there, over there, somewhere in San Francisco. Dave Hollister, we have questions, and I believe you have answers. You do it all. I mean, the thing about you is you don't have some fancy, you know, 50-person dev team somewhere. You've built ground-up websites. You're, you've, you've MacGyvered stuff here and there. you figured it out. You are the figure-it-out guy. He's the, he's the Swiss Army knife. He really Swiss is. Swiss Army knife. Well, thanks. Yeah, you know, whatever it takes to get it done, right? That's uh-huh. exactly the Dave Hollister motto. So you have built some just sweet Shopify sites. Uh, you've showed it to me. And today I want to talk about summer has a lot of issues. Well, we, we all have issues. <laughs> <laughs> Which therapy session are we doing today, Scott? <laughs> this is a Shopify therapy session. What are the biggest things? And you and I are working on some stuff to try and help some people on on their sites. But Dave, what is the like? Is there any kind of standard? You know, the first things you got to look for when you're trying to build a Shopify site. That's a gigantic question. I know. So Sorry. you know, you want to you want to understand you know what the the brand or the client or the company is trying to do. You know, Shopify is a fantastic site or a fantastic platform. You know, you go you go back you know ten years ago, fifteen years ago, or whatever. It's like everything was custom built or it was not you know mobile ready or anything. And so um, you now have this great Shopify platform to really just kind of 
start off, you know, I've built on many platforms, but you know, in Shopify, you're ready to go. And um, you don't have to, you can focus on the things that matter and not so much on the, on the back end. It's more plug so. and play in summer. You want to, you want to vet your, yeah, uh, I completely disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you, when you go down a path and you, there's obviously, you know, it's, it's not like you can be, you know, just have no experience in e-commerce or, or, and, and just kind of go with it. Although it's an easier path now to do that, but you know, you, you find things along the way and, um, you know, as you make mistakes or you figure things out, it, it, be, it, it is an easier path. Uh, I would love, I'm going to, I'm going to jump <clears throat> kind of ahead and would love your thoughts on Shopify versus Shopify plus and the pros and cons. And, you know, I've, I've talked to so many brands and 50, it's literally 50% say Shopify plus is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And Shopify plus is a waste of money. Well, <clears throat> it clearly is more expensive. Um, and clearly, well, let's just for the listeners, it's about $1,800 a month. Whoa. More this isn't yeah, just sure like. Is. $200 more a month or something, you know, this is, this is an investment and, and I'll let Dave, if you can talk about the pros and cons of kind of what you get out of it. Um, and is it worth it? Well, you know, it, it really depends if you're starting out and you're just trying to experiment and you're going to, you know, you, you've got a couple of products or even, you know, several products and you want to get a presence online. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to go to Shopify plus, um, you know, clearly on the top of my head, I don't have all the full, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the matrix of, of, of what's in there. But one thing I will say is uh, Shopify Plus, one of the main things is, is it gives you um, a little more control of your checkout experience. Give the listeners a couple of ideas of what you'd want to do and check out. Like, yeah, we, we simplify digital commerce here on the AOB, Dave. What, what do you mean by get a better shopping cart experience? Yeah. I mean, I go to the grocery store. I have a shopping cart. I know what that's. I like self-checkout when I have fewer items. <laughs> Summer, what does it mean? Oh my gosh, and why should we care? Well, you know, <laughs> so, 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 so the cart itself on the, on the standard, you know, whether it's the, you know, the, the entry level or, or the, some of the other uh, regular Shopify um, plans, you know, you have the, you know, on your checkout, it's kind of, you know, you really have, you've got your theme you can deal with uh, up front, but you can't do anything um, during checkout. So whether it's cross sell or, or customizing um, some of the fields or, cause you know, for obvious reasons, they lock down checkout because um, you know, for security reasons, but uh, the Shopify plus it does allow you to customize the experience in terms of uh, some of the content, some of the fields, some of the post-purchase items there. So, so um, can, can you, can you, so it's more like when I'm going to check out, right. I can deliver more impulse items. I can cross merchandise. I can do some different things during checkout for the customer to personalize their experience or to get an add on sale. I mean, really the goal is to <clears throat> improve conversion and get an increased average order value. That's, that's what I see at the checkout, like the best opportunity there. Also, what I recently learned is you have zero visibility. Once the customer, if you don't have Shopify Plus, once they're in that checkout, you have no idea what they're clicking on. You have no idea why they leave. And now you can have visibility using tools like Hotjar to see like what is the customer doing once they're in the checkout. Is that true, Dave? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, for sure, you. I mean, with Hotjar and some of those other things, you can definitely, even on the regular plans, have um, um, some insights. But the... Uh, but the plus does allow you to um, 
have better insights to your customer for sure. So for example, uh, you can add like a free product to your cart, you know, via discount code. Yeah. Um, you can create custom fields and check out and gift met, you know, gift. So it allows you to have a, give your customer a better experience with the goal of increasing, you know, um, the average order. average order size or conversion size. I think some of the other items are you can use um, social logins um, mm. and, and but, even do, um, you know, so gift cards and, and such like that. Let me. Oh, let, so you can't do gift cards if you're not on Plus. I believe that's the case. So Dave, the other thing I get asked about, I, I want to break this down in the most simple moments, okay? Because we go yeah. and look at sh- sites, and again, I tell everybody, phone, 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 phone. Every Check everything with mobile, mobile, mobile. It's all about the mobile. Drive your SUV, talking on your cell phone. Thum. Miracle of technology, dispatching cell phone. Thum. You walking around like a scooter with a ha-ha, hee-hee. A new drug with a battery, a cell phone, cell phone, cell phone. So if you're going to go look at a site and you're trying to audit or evaluate what the site is and if it's good, bad, this is different, look on your phone first, okay? Right. But... The the basic here is just the navigation, the, the browse mode. Sometimes you just go on a site, and this is what you have control. And I think some of the things that you talk about that you and I have, have rapped about before, Dave, is yeah. like get out of all the different plugins, first of all. Just make it so I can find the shit. Like just think like the customer and make a search bar so it gets me exactly where I want to go quickly. And we've talked. <laughs> Summer, I don't know if you're going to ask about the hamburger which is really more of a turkey sandwich <laughs> uh, menu bar yeah. uh, and where to put it. But talk about that. That is what I see all the time. And basically you talk about abandonment and, and we don't have time to go to my right. abandonment issues from a childhood aspect, but oh, man, this really is therapy. If you get in there and, and in two seconds, I can't just find what I want. And it, you send me down some just massive rabbit hole of 47 clicks. Bye-bye. I'm out. I'm done. Right. So how sure. do you how do you think about that? Well, particularly like so one of the things you touch on is mobile first. A new drug with a battery, a cell phone. And in right now, so if you look at sites or site analytics or data, um, you know, it's now about you know two-thirds to three-quarters of site traffic is, is yeah. on mobile. So it's it's really interesting when you start looking at you know people that do site design, you you know, the first thing they always oftentimes uh, they'll do is you'll see a desktop design be the first thing that is looked at Always. and it's and you know this is obvious for for your listeners but it, you should be designing on mobile and um now conversion rates on mobile are you know still much lower than than desktop because i think oftentimes you'll find people are doing a little bit of a you know discovery you know Browsing. that might be where they discover um a product or service yeah exactly <laughs> and then they may may migrate over to the desktop and purchase. Yeah. So it's always about the customer, the customer, the customer. It's like, what's the best way to, you know, surface your product or your offering or your value and um, quickly get them to a place that they comfortably, and I say comfortably, it's not like you don't want a big giant buy button at the beginning, although that's not a bad thing, but you yeah, want to kind of <laughs> date a little bit before you hit the conclusion, right? You can get a um, navigation scheme or UX to where uh, they can, you know, browse, you know, understand the products or understand whatever you're selling and then quickly get to a place where they're able to convert. Yeah. And, and certainly they, they do give you the options of, you know, how to navigate, but you have to really think it through. It's like, what's the best time to present what you're offering? Uh, what's the, what are the best 
very distilled content that you can put out there because people don't read. And again, you know, they have very limited time. And for example, you mentioned Hotjar. Oh yeah, Hotjar is in the show notes. Don't worry, we got you. And you can see using Hotjar some of the other heat mapping tools what, what I love where about, people are going. Yeah, what I love and, about Hotjar is we are making these enormous landing pages. They are long because people like to scroll and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Get on Hotjar and I'm like, well, let's see. No one's going above like or going below like, I don't right. know, a one fourth of the page. And I'm like, why bother? I should put a hello. You made it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it really forces no you. Scrolling. And I'm like, oh, you made it down 25% off. <laughs> yeah, there People, you go. I mean, they, there is more scrolling, but I will tell you, it forces you to really be, you know, you have, you have a set of content, whether it's, um, you know, rich content, whether it's text or whether it's imagery, mm-hmm. and you really have to iterate over and over and over again, really think through what do you want to present? Um, because when you see that data, when you see people, you know, 75% of people don't scroll more than 25% down the site, for example, um, you just have lost your opportunity if you don't spend an enormous amount of time refining that, oh, that initial five. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we play around with like putting reviews, moving them up. So that way people, you know, people always want to have sure. like a third party opinion of, is this a good product? And that kind of gets right. me to my next question, Dave, I am drowning. And you know what I'm drowning in apps. That's I've I would, got oh. apps everywhere. <laughs> if you want to comb your cat, there's an app for that. If you have to fix a flat, there's an app for that. Need a word that rhymes with that? Map, rat, rat, rat. Or a place to hang your hat? Got a chimp who likes to chat. <laughs> there's an app, there's an app, there's an app for that. Thank you. That's <laughs> and the I don't other. Know if they're good or not. That's the other question yeah. we get all the time. I, I, I have, what app should I use? What app should I do? Oh, and guess what? Guess what? Oh, you want this little pop-up app? That's great. But when you grab this app, they don't like to work together. So sorry, it only work on here, but because yeah. you have this drawer that you're doing for your checkout, I can't put this on your checkout. And you're like, what? Well, so, so there's a, there's a couple things there. Um, first of all, apps in general will slow down the experience of the site. So again, one of the big things of making a successful site is it's got to be quick. It's got to be fast. And, and you, you don't want the user to wait and apps as even as useful as they are, they're, they are going to slow down the site. And in, in sometimes it's, it's rare, but there are some uh, conflicts that happen. So the more stuff you have, you're serving up, uh, there's more opportunity for a slow and B, uh, um, you know, conflicts, but that's, that's, that's a set more of a secondary issue. But what I will, so for example, this is not even a Shopify issue. I mean, I've managed a very, very large beauty brand. And yes. um, before I was there, the platform, it was in Shopify, was something larger. You know, there was a sense that there was a shiny new uh, feature that they would put on that would, yeah. you know, really revolutionize the site. And you open up and you just see, you know, the back end is just full of these, you know, these apps or these features or these add-ons. And quite frankly, they, they don't replace thoughtful site construction or user interaction or just really focusing on the user. So back to your, your, um, to your apps question, there are some, some key ones that you need to add like Google tracking, Google tags. Um, so for example, I'm a big fan of, as you would expect, uh, email automation. So for example, Clavio, that's going to be when I, when I start off a, um, a Shopify site, the first thing I do, or one of the first things I do is I add Clavio because I know that, just having a site up and built in Shopify is that's what I call a good start. 
but by no means is that going to drive your business. And so I just bring Clavio as one example. That's one of the first apps that I put in. It's mandatory, you know, whether it's, you know, that or, or some other, I just have to be a fan of Clavio. Well, what um, I'm seeing now, like to Clavio's point and to my drowning in apps is that these, these apps are all starting to try to work together, right? So Clavio connects to your gorgeous. It connects to attent. Gorgeous is like right. customer service. Attentive is SMS text. And they're all starting to at least work together, um, right. which is helpful because, um, you know, we ran into an issue where our landing page was um, the code gets refreshed every night. Well, when they refresh it every night, they're removing our attentive um, code. And then there, it's also removing our subscribe and save code. So it didn't work on our landing pages. So then we had to find a whole new land. And it's like, so tell me, I just need, not you, but like, you just need these apps to tell you, we, you know, these are what people complain about. Here's what we're working on. But none of it's clear. Are you building landing pages in Shopify or some external third party? A little party? bit of both. Okay. So, you know, the more you can keep it on the same platform, the better. Because what yeah. happens, I've, I've had this example before, you'll have these landing page, you know, and they're great. Um, cause it gives you flexibility and quick turnaround, but there are ways to do it in Shopify that you don't have to be fooling around liquid code all the time. Um, you can actually quickly modify and update and manage some landing pages. So the more you can reduce the amount of apps or elements that are interacting, the better, but we are in a good situation now that, you know, for example, let's talk Clavio again. You know, if you look at, uh, Clavio and the integrations that they have, you know, um, and these, these stacks are starting to work together where um, you have the ability to, you know, take all of this data uh, and, you know, present an experience or an automation that they work together. Um, But you have to really be focused in terms of what you put together. You don't want to create this Frankenstein where you've got stuff all over the place. Um, You've got these, you know, very fragile APIs or integrations that work. Well, I think as, you know, when you're starting a brand or even if you're coming into a well-established brand, employees come and go. Yeah, And so you right. have something that an employee did two years ago and you're not looking at your code and you're like, where did this come from? Or why wasn't this updated? Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's hard to keep things aligned when, when different employees are coming and going because they use different yeah. tools and your designer might want to use a specific tool and this new designer doesn't and they're not, the two tools conflict with each other. My goal is to be able to kind of say, I think you're good and back away and kind of right. leave, um, leave it in a place that is manageable. And um, so they can actually, um, you know, manage, drive, grow and administer the site. So what that means is I can't put a bunch of stuff together that's dependent on, um, you know, my fixing or integrating or, or, or my you know, know-how to, to make it kind of keep going. So it's really important when you put something together. Uh, well, it's built to be maintained by the owner or the brand or the, the company, as well as just continue to operate. You know, obviously nothing works perfect you know, software, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing works perfect. I'm going, but there are ways to mitigate um, issues. So Dave, in, in, with your, th- being a Shopify expert that you are, why do you think Shopify hasn't created some of these tools in house, right? So like their promotion tool is so lacking. They, um, they're starting to make, uh, they're forcing these subscribe and save apps to now be a part of their platform. Um, but you know, they were always separate. Why do you think, is it just bandwidth? Is it, um, you know, that the apps just do it for them so they don't have to, why do you think Shopify is not making these part of their themes? Well, you know, I think they're, they have a benefit of actually having a third party, I call it a marketplace or an app marketplace 
that allows, you know, a, a large audience to really kind of build an experiment for them. So they don't have to put all the, that energy. Uh, so for example, recharge, you know, recharge, I think is probably the standard for subscribe. And, um, you know, if they had to put the time and effort into that, uh, it would have been a huge distraction to their overall um, mission of building a solid uh, e-commerce foundation. And so you have, you have groups like that doing it. You know, I don't know what their acquisition strategy is, but I'm assuming that they'll probably be pulling, pulling in because it's easier to, to, to uh, have a, a universe of developers out there building things. And when they're great, they either can, you know, continue to have them be a, a preferred app, one that works uh, like universal adoption. Like, you know, again, I think recharge is probably pretty um, understood as the go-to uh, subscription for, or go to go to app for subscription. Um, so I just think it's a matter of just, um, you know, limited resources. Um, well, they're, they're, they're to... spending a lot of money building fulfillment sites. So they're, they're getting this <laughs> whole last mile, the delivery, they're trying to compete with yeah. Amazon yep. in some regards. Yep. So let, let, we're going to get you out of here on this, Dave. If, and again, at quick fire, just full disclaimer, right. For our own brands, we build a lot of our own Shopify sites, but if I have clients and we do, and they go, well, you need to build a site. I call Dave. That's what we do. We call Dave. We just call, call Dave. Dave. That's, that's how it works. I email Dave. I call Dave. Because I think we just I'll, named. I think we just named the podcast. Call Dave. Call Dave. Call Dave. There you go. Because one <laughs> well, of I really the, appreciate that. One of the things they yeah. want is they want. Well, do you do email? Do you do this? It's like no, no, we don't do that. So I call Dave, and Dave can set it up and the Clavio and all this other stuff, and he gets you set up and whatever. So I, I want to just like if somebody's trying to. We have a lot of manufacturers, old school manufacturers, who are just getting into this direct to consumer game, and they're trying to figure it out. And they hear about Shopify, and then there's Big Commerce and Magento and some <clears> other <throat> ones, but we're right. talking about Shopify. Everybody talks about, well, I got to get the framework. How much is it for you to do a framework? I'm like, framework? Are we building a house? What are we doing? So if I'm, if I'm intimidated and I want to have a Shopify site, I don't need to go be a coder, right? I don't need to be a programmer nope. or an engineer, do I? No, you can't. I mean, so you could get something probably in an afternoon. You can um, sign up for their probably, was it $29 or something? I can't yeah. remember, a month. Yeah, um, 30 bucks. There you go. 30 bucks, you, you sign up for that and then you pick a theme, you know, and quite frankly, there's a, there's a number of free themes that are in yeah. there. Um, uh, you could, you know, uh, put a, a theme in there, you know, pick your brand colors, um, you know, add a product, you know, you could quickly add the product, put some content in there, make a couple images, um, pick a price point. And um, before you know it, you've got products ready to sell. And, you know, uh, you put a payment gateway, I think it's Stripe um, or Pick, you know, you can even add PayPal in there. And within an afternoon, uh, even the most simple site, you can be up and running and selling. But I think and, what um, what I want anyone to know who doesn't already have a site is what Scott and I tell everyone who's wanting to join Amazon. Hire an expert because you're going to get on this site and you don't know about Clavio. You don't know about maybe Google Analytics. You don't know that Recharge is the best for subscribe and save. So you don't know what apps to plug in. And you're going to spend a lot of time, you know, getting the C team there. And then you'll realize and you'll do research and you'll find out like, oh, here's right. the A team. I should have used them. By the way, they're the same price. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You, you should truly right. hire an expert to just save yourself a lot of headache. Yeah. And it's, uh, and, and be willing to make mistakes, you know, and, um, be willing to kind of, um, 
you know, once you're up and up and running and you've got a site, you know, experiment, whether it's, whether it's with content uh, or um, Images marketing campaigns. And yeah. And different, different yeah. kinds you don't of pop-up right pops up. Yeah. yeah and with, we got pop with the up data, issues. whether it's Google Analytics or hot or any of those things, or you, know, you don't know the answer. Yeah. Or Shopify did. Shopify's got great um, uh, analytics. And we dashboard. don't have time to talk about this, but their analytics could be so much better. Sure. Right. <laughs> like, come on guys, give me some more info. You have it. All right, Dave Hollister. I'm going to put your links. If you want to contact Dave Hollister, do so. And he's 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 fantastic. He gets it. He's simple. He's cost effective. He's not going to go. You know, it's just it's simple. It just gets it done. He does the work. He knows. He's built humongous brands. Like I said, you had huge beauty brands. I mean, I, I can't over the years, Dave. You've. <laughs> I mean, small, big, medium, 18 different logistics complications. You've walked into remodels that you've had to redo. I mean, you've uh, there's not a lot that uh, you haven't seen. Thanks for, thanks for spending some time. You bet. Thanks so much. All right, we'll be Take back care, with just a wrap-up here on Always Off Brand in just a minute. Hi, this is Jason Boyce, co-author of The Amazon Jungle, The Truth About Amazon, and you're listening to Always Off Brand. All right, Summer, we're back. We had Dave Hollister on who builds stuff. Uh, but you have, I think your perspective is really helpful to listeners because you know, we, we service a wide range of people who either have been on it and run humongous gazillion dollar things and some right. little guys, big guys, right. whatever. I love your perspective on Shopify Plus versus Shopify. Go. Well, it's um, it's a limited perspective, but that's that's it's a perspective. So Shopify, the regular Shopify, you can from anywhere from thirty dollars like eighty dollars a month, um, and then you have these credit card fees, um, and then the credit card fees change slightly. Um, some are higher, and actually some are lower on Shopify Plus. But it, when you move to Shopify Plus, you get access to your um, checkout. And that is something you cannot see on regular Shopify. So if you're having issues with cart abandoners, tough luck. Like you can try testing some things if you're on regular Shopify, but you're not going to be able to see if that testing is really working outside of is my conversion rate going up and down. But if you can get into the checkout, you can get a software that'll tell you what's happening in there. There's op- things that you can do in the checkout, which is like getting um, an app that will say, oh, if you have orange shoes in your cart, we've seen a lot of people who like to buy these black shoes also and and recommend that. Or there will be reviews to try to get them to you know, get over the, should I buy it now? And it's like, oh, here's a rockstar review saying like, this is such a great product. I love it. It really saved my life. Um, and you can put those in checkout. The other thing that's kind of cool about, actually not kind of, it is cool about Shopify Plus is that if you have multiple .coms you're going to be using, you can keep them all in one login, ah. and all what all in one invoice, right? You can see it all broken down. You can see all, all the different apps that you're using for each site. And that's really helpful with Shopify Plus. I'm still learning all of the benefits of it. Um, but I know so many brands who swear by it and say it made a huge difference in their conversion, uh, made a huge difference in their sales. But you have to ask yourself how long you're willing to pay this extra dollars to have this service, have this software, excuse me, um, and where's the break even? So what do you need to see a 1% increase in conversion rate to justify this? Do you need to see a point two? And then how long you're willing to wait to get there? 
The other perk about Shopify Plus is that you get, unlike Amazon, you get a very quick support reply. It is so nice. <laughs> wow. They, Mine's from, still pending Amazon to action. Right? So when you go from um, Shopify to Shopify Plus, you get like bumped ahead in the line. And that's really helpful, that especially is. like when you're panicking about why something's not happening and they'll help find the resources for you. Um, they give you a lot of help. And then they also let you join a lot of the conferences that they do and some of the master classes that they create. And that's beneficial for your team. But at the end of the day, you can do a lot of what you're already doing. If you only have one site you need to manage, you can probably make it, you can make it work with it, just the regular shop. And in one country. In one country. Yep. So here, let me put it to you this way. And this is in the early days of Shopify when it's $39.95 or whatever it was coming on, right? At the time you had big commerce was a big deal. Magento had just gone to their cloud version and people would come like, what should I do? The standard then, I don't know. This is my question. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. But at that time, it was like, listen, if you're doing 250K a month, then, then Shopify is probably too small, but they didn't have Shopify plus then. Okay. They right. did not have Shopify plus. Then you're like, if you're doing 250 K a month and you got complexities, meaning you have other countries, you have multiple sites, sub URLs, blah, blah. Then you know what? You want to go to big commerce Magento. You need a more complex platform. You come shopping cart. Now they have, is that still fair to say, but now you go to, you go, if you're doing two, 250 over, or is that too much? Yeah, I wouldn't say that because I know a lot of brands doing more than $200,000 on .com on their transactional site and they're using Shopify Plus. Okay, well, that's what I mean. This is before right. Shopify Plus. Yeah, was even so a, yes, before uh, Shopify Plus, uh, you know, I, I don't know. But if you're just know. starting out and you're doing five to 10000 maybe 20000 a month, I mean, Shopify regular light, Shopify light is fine. Right. I mean, I right. drink Coors Light. It's fine. <laughs> it is. <laughs> And, you know, uh, but, he, you know, Dave talked about having the gift cards. Um, you can have that, which it depends, again, on your product. Um, having unlimited staff accounts is on Shopify Plus. And I'm like, okay, I just shared my username and login with everybody. So I didn't really need yeah. a plus account, right? You get limited to five, which when you do have multiple agencies, that does start to become a problem. Because you're like, wait, I have one staff account and then I have four agency logins because, that's all I have. And so that can be an issue. Um, the other just really quickly is that you get to have specific apps. Um, Launchpad is like the biggest benefit to Shopify Plus. And I really wanted to talk to Dave more about Launchpad, which is automated sales. So right now, if you're on Shopify and you're doing you know, sales starting at midnight, you have to like literally log in and turn it on right before midnight. Oy vey. That's I'm Shopify not that's plus. not if anybody wants me to do that, I'm not the guy to do that because right. I am or you're just going to start it, you know, when the work, maybe you'll have it start at noon instead of starting like at twelve oh one. That's reasonable. Um, but Launchpad, you can automate it and it will kick off okay. your your promotion right away. Um, we already talked about the um, the scripts that you can write for your checkout, which is really cool. You can um, create a wholesale account. Oh, which is interesting and have a wholesale is, channel. Yes, and we do that actually. We do that at Quickfire and Outtech. They they do that. They utilize that. And that's actually works really, really well. Right. So I encourage And then that. I talked about the the support team. It's called the Merchant Success Program. Um, it's 24-7 support, which is really, really cool. That's big time right there. It's big. That's very helpful. Okay. Um, and again, if you have multiple brands, multiple sites, you have one dashboard where you can see everything and how it's performing. Um, and that's really amazing. 
All right. So yeah, Let's... that's uh, there's pros and cons. I think you need to become. Oh, and on the, another note, Shopify will probably won't let you go onto Shopify Plus if you're not selling enough. If they don't think. Well, what is there a threshold? Do you know? I would say doing at least fifty k a month. Okay. See, that's good to know, right Give there. Or take. That helps Give or take. people. Right good. there, that's good stuff. Right there. Um, All right, gang. Okay, we got to move on to one big hot topic. It's a hot topic. Hot topic. The big uh, news out of D.C. that Amazon has a antitrust lawsuit against them for pricing. I mean, essentially, it's they're they're claiming right is the sense of its price fixing or, or they're 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 they have an antitrust or a monopoly on raising the consumer price of products that is unfair in the marketplace. I am all about this lawsuit. I am all for it. And some other uh, attorney generals are are coming on. Here's my take on this. Um, I am all for it as well. And I think accountability needs to be done. There's a whole taxing thing that is just, it's bullshit. The fact that they can, they can play the game, which again, everyone can play, but we got to, you just have to be reasonable here. They should be ta- paying more taxes than they than they are. Okay, but this anti, I'm all for this. This, uh, you know, I'm for the checks and balances. Okay, however, I think this is the wrong. You're you're barking up the wrong tree here, because don't go to the price. If you want to have an a, a, a antitrust against price matching software, which Amazon created and started, now everybody uses. That's one thing. But they, the, the, the wrong, they're barking up the wrong tree. I'm not an attorney. I'm not into this. I've read a lot about it. A good friend, Jason mm-hmm. Boyce, is, is very vocal on this. And uh, again, he's he's booked on the show here for, in a couple months. But And he's way into this. But my point here is that this is good for the consumer. Amazon and this price, what they're doing to prices, are they unfair to sellers? Yes, but the seller actually has control on the marketplace. And this is mm. good for the consumer. Yeah, That's why I, I don't disagree. think they're going to go anywhere. It's, it's, so here's what's annoying. Amazon is coming out saying, we lost all this money. Like, we're well, losing no. all this money. I mean, they're not no, new. no. I mean, let's go into the advertising, for example. They block me from advertising my SKU because they, on some products, they do so a lot of people, because they say, you can't realize a profit on this. Like, right. you advertise because they're like, oh, we made all this money in advertising. We're actually losing money because we're promoting products that are cheap. Guess what? If I want to promote my fucking product, let me promote my product, yeah. you asshole. Oh, amen. I mean, it's bullshit. Amen, sister. And so then they're saying, oh, we lost all this money to it. I'm like, you know why you're losing money? You know why my product's priced the way it is? Because I did a sale forever ago. Walmart matched it. Walmart won't raise the price, so Amazon won't raise the price. And I'm like, guess what? We're all in a race to the fucking bottom. Exactly. Which Who's is... going to lose the most money? Exactly. <laughs> which is the whole start. That's been the game forever. The race to the bottom is a bad deal. There is, you know, we talk about happiness and sadness. Sadness. It will yes. always turn to sadness. Yeah. Amazon, you want to make more money? Stop racing to the fucking bottom. Yeah, but that. So I think that di- the market dictates that. I think all these price matching tools is dictating that. That's why when you then I lean back to the seller, the manufacturer, the brand. This could be my perspective. Summer, control your shit. Segment the channel, product segment. Don't have the same shit everywhere. If that's uh, you know, if that makes sense, right? Because then you control. The pricing, you control the price integrity and you don't have to deal with the race to the bottom. But it, it, as far as uh, uh, antitrust, I, I don't think this is going to go anywhere because 
it's all about the consumer and what is the best for the consumer. And in all of these scenarios, the sadness, and you're right about the, the bullshit about you can't advertise and the pricing, the consumer doesn't give a shit. The consumer wins because they get mm-hmm. a better price. Mm-hmm. The, the consumer doesn't win, though. They think they're winning. They think they're winning, but it's, it is a domino effect because as brands lose more money, they and mind you, UPS is increasing fees oh, every big. every year. Those keep going up. Amazon increases their fees every year, but I can't raise my price. Well, my cogs aren't going down and you're going to get less quality products the more that this gets shoved. And my only counter to that. Yeah, counter. Go do it, baby. Counter is Come that on, Ted. These sellers. Nice. And I, I, I just said we just had a therapy session, an Amazon therapy session. I mean, I can go all freaking day. They're still making a shit pot of money. They're who's still doing who's, huge who's, who business. Is? They're still who? adding the sellers. I'm talking about the Amazon sellers. The Amazon sellers are making a lot of money because they're adding 2,000 sellers a day a month. I mean, it's, it's nuts. I, I, I am all about making it easier to do business with Amazon. I really am because it just is torture. Uh, and so I'm all in on this. I am all on the antitrust. I just think this particular avenue is the wrong way to go at it. That's all. What I think is bullshit with the pricing. I get what you're, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just kind of stuck on this pricing. It's that they block your buy box. That's what I think is bullshit. They yeah, block they, the buy right. box if they don't like the price. Yeah, and but that, that's what I think is bullshit. I know, but then I go back to the manufacturer of accountability and go, you know what? Control your freaking shit. Don't have the same stuff everywhere. And that's where we get back into the silos internally in manufacturers. No, no, no. But I, I go, so for example, you have to have your product be 15% different on another channel in order for Amazon not to match it. Right. To me, that is that can be confusing to a consumer. Oh, I go on Amazon and I get... I get an extra two pair of shoelaces, but if I buy it on Walmart, I, I'm still expecting to get that. And then it comes and that's a bad brand experience when uh, it comes and they don't get what they're expecting. Yes, but this is the free market. This is what's been going on for a hundred years. I go to some retailer and they have the same thing, but I can go somewhere else and it's a better deal. Then I have to make the decision. Was it a better not deal? Not a better deal. I'm not talking about the deal being better. I'm talking about, let's talk consumables. Okay. Let's talk about vitamins. We'll go into the vitamin space. I'm used to Ollie. Ollie's a really cool vitamin company. I love what they're doing. I actually don't buy any of their stuff, but I really love their ads and they're creative. And let's say I buy it off Amazon. It's got vitamin D and a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. And then like I walk into Walmart. I'm like, oh, great. I'm out. I want to grab this. And I just grab it thinking like, oh, it's it's grape flavor. That's what I buy on Amazon. It's great. I get it home and I'm like, wait, there's no vitamin D and it's half the vitamin C. And that is that I don't think is being honest. Yes, uh, this is. This leads into our whole distribution strategy and point of distribution, how to segment product by channel, how to well, understand well, before, that each retailer's consumer. You're yeah, right. But to, to be fair, Scott, before, all you had to do was offer different pack sizes. Yeah. And that was honest to me. That yeah. was honest. And now you can't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I guess my, my, the other side of this, is that Amazon's fault? They created the monster. They created the monster that everybody is winning and loving. I don't know if everyone's winning, Scott. I see a lot of brands on here, and I look at them on Amazon. I'm like, you're losing money hand over fist. 
I can see what your how much your product weighs, what you're selling it for. I know what your fees are. You're losing, and we've talked about this. Yes. people are losing money on Amazon left and right. But if they're losing money, then don't do it. I mean, you it, can't. It, it's like saying it's like saying uh, if you don't want to pa- pay taxes, don't use the roads. You have to use the roads if you want to get anywhere. Then you have to figure out and have smart people like you. And, you know, I, I have a good day and a bad day every once in a while to figure this stuff out. But there you go. With my That's the antitrust. I am all for it. And I like I like the snowball that is starting because I think it's healthy. And even heard quotes, uh, even Jeff Bezos, before he checked out, he's like, yeah, I'm all I'm fine with being in front of Congress. Like this is what big companies, they should be yeah, accountable. Sure. I agree. And the shine Speaking is, of the light is shining. For, we got to um, wrap Jeff it Bezos. up. No, one last thing. I have an assignment. I have an assignment for us. Okay. I think you and I both need to read Amazon Unbound. Oh, yeah. By, the new Jeff Bezos by, book? Yeah, by Brown. I've heard him on several yeah. different things. I wonder if he'll come Should on our show. Would you like to have him? Of course. Should we read it? Should we read it and then have uh, and then have like a... Like a book club? A book club on it? What do you think? <laughs> I, I'm open to that. I, he says a lot of things that I've been saying for a hundred years. Because if you've worked with Amazon for fifteen fucking years in eight hundred different categories and GLs, and used, you get to understand how the thing is built. He talks about the silos. He talks about single thread management. He talks about some great stories about uh, about Prime, how Prime came to be. That, that, that's. All the different things they're offering a prime. They just also bought MGM, and there's a big thing with Bezos and 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 Bond, which I love. The I can't wait for the new Bond movie. Yeah. People, people, this is about sucking you into the vortex of the ecosystem into the flywheel. It has nothing to do with giving you more movies to watch for your 119 dollars a year. It has nothing to fucking do with it. Nothing. It is all sucking you in. So that your life is consumed by buying, watching, living, getting delivered by Amazon.com. Right, right. By the way, have you used the new pharmacy, Amazon Pharmacy? No, but they're going to get me. I, I am I'm ready to do it. <laughs> I, I hate I, Actually, to be fair, I have the best pharmacist. See? He is so kind. You know what? And when I call in, he goes, oh, hi, Mrs. Jubilee. Oh, that's fantastic. He knows, and guess what? He knows my nanny. He knows my father-in-law. He knows I the whole this. group. See? He's so kind. Stick with him. Do not go. I, yeah. I think I just changed my mind. Yeah, I am going to stick with him. He's so good. All right. He's so kind. All right, guys. This has been fun. Peace. See you later. Have a great week and have a great... By the time you hear this, I don't know if she'll be back, gone, whatever. Wait, wait. But just remember, people matter. And you're listening to always... Off-brand, baby. <laughs> Bye bye. Hey there, this is Haley from Quickfire, and they want me to read this so you know what this podcast is part of and how to find out more if you want. Always Off Brand is a production of Quickfire LLC and a part of the Learn and Laugh series on the Quickfire Podcast Network. For more information, go to quickfirenow.com. Have a good one, and thanks for listening. <laughs>